0: Ramya Subramanian of the Group for Development Policy and Practice at the Open University sometimes feels rather exasperated that PRA has become so closely associated with Chambers and his colleagues. She pointed out to me that the approach has been widely used in India for a long time, where its potential, but also its acute limitations, are well known.
1: For example, there is a very effective education program for women which works with adult women from scheduled castes, from the lowest, most oppressed groups in society. And, but they have found, and most of these interventions find, that you cannot override existing elite structures. There is no way you can actually go directly to the women concerned. And the way in which you couch your intervention or the terms of reference for your intervention have to be very, very carefully done. And I think in that sense you have to be very aware of the dynamics within a village so you don't make the conditions for the women themselves much harder. And I think that's one of the other issues about participation is that as interveners, we can go in, but we also leave. I think for feminist interventions particularly, it's been very important not to sort of go in there saying we're here to change the world. And I think with participation, you can have agents who are overzealous as well in terms of thinking they're there to set the problems of the world right, which I think is not the way to go about doing it.
0: I took up this point with Robert Chambers. Empowering some surely means disempowering others and seems to point to a contradiction in his arguments. Choices have to be made about who to form alliances with, who to support and that choice, in the end, must in practice be based on the outsider's conceptions of social progress not those of local people. In a case that I came across in Zimbabwe, the the government introduced the Age of Majority Act. So young women at the age of 18 have the right to marry whoever they want to um, without their parents' permission. And that's a direct threat to the position of older women and of their fathers because it means that a family won't get bribe wealth payments for their daughter. Mm -hmm. I don't see
2: how one can pursue your line of argument in that case. There will be people who may identify themselves as being losers and feel themselves to be losers. But I think there are some universals here. You could say that I'm just a starry-eyed idealist, and you know I'd always look at the nice side of human nature and believe that it will always come through. But I mean, it's an empirical fact of life which we all experience. That if you behave nicely to people, they tend to behave nicely back to you. And if you're hostile to people, they tend to be hostile back. There is a better side of human nature that can be appealed to, even in these situations of conflict. Who decides on what is better? Who decides on those
0: universals? Mm. Um, Because in a sense what you're saying is that your value system, and perhaps my value system too, Mm. which would prefer marginalized young women to be
2: more powerful within a population Mm. should if you like take precedence over the prevalent local view i think you see that in a participatory approach there's a sort of meta value i mean that sounds a rather pretentious phrase but i think there's a level of being and interacting and of values which provides some sort of answer to your question which is a very very important one and this is the idea of enabling other people to express their values and of expressing your own, but in an open and non-dominating dialogue and trying together to understand one another's point of view. Now, my optimistic sense is that if that is done, one's own views will change and other people's views will also change and will be improved through the dialogue. From the Open University.